what customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Hope you're hungry. Let's dig in. Welcome to Market Scale Food and Beverage. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, there is a world of change happening in every industry every day. But industries change at different points in time along the timeline. Some industries changed a lot, and they started their changes 10 years ago. And some industries are just now starting to see the need to make changes. Well, today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with somebody who has already survived one huge uh, revolution in an industry, and now he steps fully prepared into a new industry. And guess what? another revolution coming along. So he may be exhausted, but he's taken time to talk to me today. And that is, of course, Joe McMenamin. He's leading the business development for e-commerce and grocery fulfillment for KPS Global. Joe, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Hey, do me a favor. Tell me just quickly the previous revolution that you were part of, because it really gives you a very unique perspective on the food and beverage industry and the changes that you are now a part of. Sure, Sean. So it's uh, it was it's kind of something that was unexpected, but I was in this particular industry for several years prior to departing to go into print media. And when I went into print media, there was a lot of great things happening. And shortly thereafter is is when kind of print started to change. And what had occurred is people came up with these terms that you know print is dead and newspapers are going to go out of business and nobody's going to print anything anymore. And you know over that. I don't know, let's say two to three year period, there was plenty of people in the industry, they kind of fell into three, three categories, right? Where you had certain companies that didn't know how to adapt and change. And a lot of those guys kind of fell by the wayside. Then you had other companies that made adjustments and then other companies that made extreme adjustments to where they recreated themselves. They evolved with the times and things that, you know, that became like digital billboards or anything that was connected to print they put that underneath their umbrella and they recreated their companies. And and some of these guys are thriving today. And 10 years ago, they would have been written off. And there's a similar situation that's happening in the grocery industry. And it's just coming about today. And it's pretty exciting because fortunately, you know, I was able to witness this and you can see that not only can you, can you make these changes, but you can thrive by way of these changes. And, And there has been never more in the grocery industry the we're about as close as mainstream as you could possibly get today more than ever and and everybody has their eyes on it and this touches everybody because everybody has you know eats right they they eat they drink all these things are natural natural uh, themes for survival and they they have to buy their groceries somewhere right whether it be online at their farmer's market at the supermarket whatever have you and and things are changing and and uh we're right in the thick of things as, as kps global 
There are a lot of moving parts behind the scenes when it comes to just a standard grocery store that most customers have. They've never gone into the back of the store. They don't know what produce storage looks like. They don't know what the dairy-free coolers look like. We have no idea. Most people who've never worked in the industry, you just don't know. You don't think about it. You just, you walk in the store, hey, those bananas look nice. I think I'll buy them. Um, And as you mentioned, everybody does eat. But there is a degree of intimacy that comes along with the grocery shopping experience that to me seems a little bit more personal than say ordering socks on Amazon. That's a very delicate sort of balance that you have to approach as any grocery store if you're going to change the way you get those products into your customers' hands. Correct, without a doubt. And uh, that's something that is occurring every day. And I would say that at the same time, every day that's taking a step further towards people feeling comfortable with that, right? So, you know, we are in, if this was a basketball game, this is, this is the first quarter, right? And people are trying to figure this out. And, you know, the customers feel it, figure that out and the actual markets that are handling these orders are figuring them out. So it also depends on your age group. There's people that never saw a computer until after high school or college. And then there's, there's kids today that have iPods in their hand by basically birth, right? So they're touching things earlier. And that also comes into play with, with the grocery side of things. There's a lot of, uh, of people that do not like to have people pick their produce for them, pick their meats for them. And maybe things like their paper towels and stuff are, are not as big of a deal. But as this segment evolves, those practices in terms of even picking out the right product will will change and will improve. It's just going to take some time and, and people have to have those experiences. But unfortunately, for the supermarkets that are that are partaking in this or, or any grocer for that matter, they have to make sure that if, if they've got a, a handful of, of opportunities to, to capture that customer, they may not have a bunch of times where they can make mistakes to get to that point. So there's a there's a there's a serious cat and mouse game going on today. Now, you mentioned that basically the most recent generation almost being born with an iPhone in their hands. Is there any doubt at all that automation is going to be absolutely essential for groceries future? It's going to be absolutely essential. It's a great, it's a great comment because, you know, automation is not a bad thing. There's, there's automation that goes on you're automated. And what I mean by that is there's habits that people have every day. They walk into their home, they flick on the lights. They don't think about it, right? That's automated. That's built in. And and I would look at it the same way for the grocery industry or any industry for that matter that has automation in it. Tasks that don't necessarily require uh, the human mind or strategy to come into it, that, that can go ahead and process things at a quicker rate. All of those are going to speed up that process to not only get you your groceries quicker, but we're talking about fresh quality, things of that nature. It, it's, it's essential and, and it's a good thing. It's just that if there's, there's a, obviously an air of unfamiliarity with it that, that comes into play. And, and another example, before I even lose thought of it, that's really cool tied to your comment is that I've actually noticed already that for the elderly that have to go out and go shopping or have to have somebody shop for them, now by way of a lot of these things that are happening in this segment, they're getting that stuff delivered to their house and a lot of times being brought right into their house and that's saving them. That's helping them. So there's not only is this a younger generation that's, that's adapted to this is that the elderly and obviously that baby, baby boomer segment is enormous, right? And people are living longer. They also can't lift things and can't maybe get the car and drive to the market. It's really helping them. So all that automation, it's, it's, it's touching several different points all the way from the young to, to the elderly. 
It does seem that ultimately what the industry is trying to do is save time all the way around. Because time is not something that any of us can get more of. You have what you have, right? And every minute or hour that can be saved that I don't have to spend getting in the car and finding a parking space and walking into the market, any minute that you can save me, that's like a gift. So this this is, I don't want to call it a quest, but it's this is fairly important for this revolution to be happening right now in the grocery industry. Without a doubt. I mean, just a small example that is, is a big segment is that think about today how, you know, both parents typically have to work, right? So let's say mom, mom gets done at five and her kids have soccer practice or basketball practice, whatever have you, and she's still got to come home and put dinner on the table for her to either pull up to her local market and have those groceries brought out to her or show up at home and have those groceries delivered to her house. How much time does that save, not only just for that day, but if you take that out for the week or for the month, I mean, you're talking, that's a game changer, right? So it's, it's, it's imperative. And, and time is of the essence today, without a doubt. Take us behind the curtain a little bit, okay? We've talked about the, the customer-facing side. Let's go and talk about the mechanics a little bit. Are there any companies or technologies that you see joining this process that have surprised you? Yes, there's, it's, it's pretty interesting because this is really kind of unfolding on the daily is that not only do you have your, your supermarkets and grocers figuring out which way to go, but you also have this boon of, of new types of uh, companies coming into the industry, right? So there are companies like Common Sense Robotics, Bell & Howe, Alert Innovation. All these guys are coming in and they're, they're able to use the technology for their picking and sell that depending upon if it's for a warehouse post to where one of their guys deliver all the way down to where, you know, mom pulls up for that pickup. And the interesting thing for us is KPS Global is a new breed that kind of goes along with, with the new version of today with the shopper experience. And the great thing for us is because of our reach, we have five facilities all across the country. The fact that we have a full in-house uh, construction team. The experience is, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest things that we, that we have that we bring to the table, which what's happening is, is that these new companies that are coming in, they realize, and we realize that we're best working together to bring the best possible solution to the customer, right? And, and things are taking off. So all of these meetings and, and discussions are happening on the daily because without the cold chain without having cold storage, which is a vital element for your food, and without maybe this automation that's coming in for speed and for all these other aspects, all of a sudden now we're creating this whole new segment. It's pretty exciting stuff. I will admit that I have on occasion purchased something and had it delivered to an Amazon locker instead of having it delivered to my home or to a P.O. box or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned cold chain. It seems to me like maybe... If I, as a consumer, could have, I don't know, my Cheerios and my toilet paper delivered to a locker that's in my path on my way home, that that might be more convenient for me, but I don't really, it would be almost impractical to consider having my ice cream put in such a situation, right? It would, perhaps today, but personally, simply because of what I've been able to witness, I don't think it is at all. I mean, there's, 
you know, let's look at it this way. Real life example. How many people today have a have a Google Home or, or have an Alexa in their in their offices or in their in their kitchen? Right. That these are these are part of today where a couple of years ago they didn't even exist. And that that was something that it took some time to get used to. And we still are, for that matter. But, you know, Amazon, for example, even introduced to where they can open the door and drop it off in your house. So in urban areas. It's tough to leave stuff on your doorstep. People can steal it. Things can happen. Those lockers may or may not be close. So I actually do see a day where some of this stuff could either be dropped inside your door. And then there's other, other aspects where there's actually certain types of containers that, that can take that for that last mile and can sit there and, and that can make it to your doorstep absolutely uh, fully intact, without a doubt. So it's just, it's just not there yet. That's all. One of the things that you focus on uh, there at KPS is the, as I mentioned, we're looking behind the curtain now. You get to see the installation process from concept to completion. Um, have you noticed a change in mindset from the retailer side or from the grocer side? Are they starting to realize that not only is change necessary, but it is absolutely going to be vital to their success? 100%. And anybody that is not thinking that way is is the, the clock's ticking on them. That'll be someone we talk about in the past tense in a few years. The, those are the ones that did not adapt all of the, the print comment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there, there's there's plenty of people that are trying to figure it out uh, on the local and regional level and, and you know, folks like Walmart and Amazon have really uh, dove, you know, headfirst into this and have, are doing some really amazing things. And it's also forcing the others to catch up. So, you know, again, I mean, change, change is not a bad thing. And this is, this is doing a lot of good, not just for the, you know, for the end user, but for the entire industry. I mean, this, this, this is something that we've never seen before in this, in this industry. And going along with your statement that change is not a bad thing. I just have two words for you. Bell bottoms. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I could not pull those off today. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I, I, you and me both. <laughs> so now, as someone who buys stuff and someone who helps grocers sell stuff, what do you see as some realistic shopping habits or behaviors five years from now? What will we be doing in five years normally that we'll take for granted that we couldn't possibly think about doing today? That's interesting. It's definitely still, you know, open-ended, but I would say that just like the Alexa comment, the industry volume that's being ordered through e-commerce segments versus a traditional walk into my grocery store and go shopping is completely different. And in five years, I feel like pretty much everybody will have given it a shot. I don't have the numbers in front of me just this moment, but I mean, we're talking in the, in, in the several billions just through the e-commerce segment for, for grocery fulfillment. So as we continue to, to go through these years, people will try it. And the other side of that is it's two trains heading in the same direction where, you know, the, the, wherever you may live, your supermarket is making changes today to better get their products that you're ordering from them to your doorstep, right? So as that continues to improve and then you have the customers giving that a shot, they will collide and things will become much more seamless, right? So, you know, that time and all those aspects will, will even be even greater as we continue to go. Not only that, it's uh, artificial intelligence and learning habits it has really started to take, and take hold in a lot of industries, retail in particular, and even in our segment. And that, again, sounds scary, but quite frankly, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. And it, it'll turn out to be a great thing for, for all parties involved. 
Uh, in fact, Walmart has, they had just recently opened a store within the last couple of months in New York that is uh, full of, of AI and they've done a really good job kind of putting, you know, uh, they've got TV screens on the end. They actually have the server room right there on the site. But what they're doing is they're actually educating the customer, their shopper on what AI is. And the, these are the reasons why it's really good. And here's the reasons why actually you should be totally okay with it. So it's, it's, it's amazing to see that. And maybe in five years with virtual reality, somebody's got, got a headset on and they're walking through their store and they're picking their stuff for, a, for all we know. I mean, I really feel like that, that story has not been written just yet, but we're getting there. Now you've mentioned Alexa and Google Home and now AI. How smart would you like your home to be? <laughs> like what is the what is the perfect amount of intelligence that you would like in your home? Me personally? Yeah, yeah. So so I would say that, you know, when I started in this business prior to leaving, I had blinders on that I didn't even recognize because it was all I knew. And and in this particular world, things were behind the times. And once I saw what technology could do to a company or, you know, to the person placing those orders, right, it, it changes everything, right? It's what, it's what we see with, with Amazon. I mean, Amazon even has Prime now where they can have stuff delivered to your doorstep in less than an hour. And, I, you know, I've had things where my daughter's uh, Halloween costume, you know, uh, got ripped in half. Next thing you know, we have something there within less than an hour. And that's what this technology and stuff brings. So I personally have have it's been a trial by fire, but I've bought it into it hook, line and sinker because there's definitely things that you want to have that are, you know, analog for that matter. But at the same time, if there's processes that can be taken care of from a, um, from a standpoint of the, it's a built in habit, right. It's a, it, it's, it's set in there. Then yeah, I, I want technology to be a part of my everyday life. It's just that you also want to feel like you still have a, a personal aspect of things. You don't want to get too, you know, you want to feel like you're still a human being. There's not just worlds being run by robots. Yeah, there is an analog part of shopping that I can't be replaced. Just you know, walking down an aisle and seeing, I don't know, a. Uh, uh, a water bottle that's in a color that, oh, I haven't seen that before. I like that. You know, that instant physical sort of recognition and and that endorphin sort of rush that you get from finding a thing that maybe, you know, you don't get the same um, visceral result if it's just something you saw online. You know, it's that it's that the pleasure of discovery, I think. I think that's the part of shopping that I personally would miss. You you touched on something that it's a, it's a terrific point because, again, whether it's, it's even print is that, you know, everybody today, you know, they, they still read standard paper books and they may have a Kindle, right? And the world, as much as we'd like to think it is, it's not black and white. There's, there's the gray. And a lot of conversations that have taken place when it comes to ordering groceries online and things of that nature has been one or the other. But personally, what I see is that the experience from online to inside the store, all of those will stay. And there will still be times where you want to go visit that store and have that experience that you're talking about, because there's also enjoyable aspects of it. There's a sense of community to it. There's a lot of things that go into it. But there still may be some other things that you do that you order online. It does not have to be one or the other. And, and, I, and I do feel that people will get stuck on that sometimes. And your comments ring true to that without a doubt is that, that that's, that's in our DNA, right? I mean, that's what we've done. And some of those things we're not going to throw away. I mean, that's why you could be at the beach in the summertime like it is right now. And there's people reading, you know, their Kindles, but you could look a little bit further and somebody's got a standard paper book in their hands. It's, it's, you can have both and, and still be just fine. 
And you just clarified something for me when you said it's in our DNA. It's it's a hunter-gatherer sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, I, I just now realized that this is an epiphany for me. Man, I knew this was going to be a good day when I saw that I was going to get to talk to you. This is awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. It has been obviously an honor to get to have a conversation today with the leading business developer for e-commerce and grocery fulfillment with KPS Global. And that is, of course, Joe McMenamin. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time today. This has really been cool. Sean, that was awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.